Hello, everyone. Today, I have the distinct pleasure of introducing Dr. Amos Yahav. Dr. Amos Yahav graduated from Carol de Vila University of Medicine in Bucharest, Romania in 1992. In 93, he established a private clinic limited to implants, oral rehabilitation, and aesthetic dentistry. He serves as a guest and keynote speaker at international conferences and professional workshops around the globe. He is a serial entrepreneur whose practical way of thinking combined with creativity have enabled him to develop an impressive variety of efficient professional tools, accessories, and materials for implants and the surgical field. Dr. Yahav also serves as an advisor for international companies. He is currently the CEO of Agma Biomaterials. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Amos Yahav. Thank you, Nitsan, for having me in your show. It's my a great pleasure, pleasure for me. It's Thank my you. pleasure. Thank you. So, how would you prefer being called? Amos, Dr. Yahav? Whatever you feel comfortable. Okay. Dr. Yahav, it makes it sound more official. Yeah, exactly. So, I have a few questions that I'm sure our listeners would love to hear, and especially hear your answers to. So, first of all, of course, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, I myself am a clinician. I am practicing since uh, 1992. I am 60 years old. I have a family, a wife and two chi uh, children and four grandchilds. My hobby is sculpturing mm -hmm. and, uh, of course, my profession, which is dentistry. I love my profession. Excellent. That's a good thing. You're lucky to be doing what you love. Definitely. Excellent. Now, tell us a little about your journey. For example, what made you decide you want to develop a new material? Everything was started when in my early days as a clinician. In those days, I started to perform augmentation procedures and implant dentistry. And um, I found that uh, the way that we are doing augmentation procedure is quite cumbersome. Mm. It's quite difficult, especially for me when I was a young clinician. I didn't have the same experience that I have up until now. And um, it looks to me too cumbersome, mm. too primitive to do the things. We need to work with granules and membrane. It's an invasive procedure. So I was looking for another way to make it more easy, not just for us as the clinician, for our patient, because in the end of the day, we serve our patient. So I went into the literature to find which kinds of bone cement, which is completely different concept in the dental field, can serve us as augmentation. And the question is, why should we find the cement? Because up until now, we were working with granules and membranes, because cements change the entire construction field, change the orthopedic field, and there is no reason that it will not change the dental field. Because as soon as you apply the cement, you don't need membrane, all of the surgical procedure is less invasive, it's much faster, easier, and that's why I start my journey. Excellent. So how did biphasic calcium sulfate come to be created? Um, as I mentioned, I was looking to find some kind of cement that can serve us as augmentation material. So I went into the literature and there was only two types of cement that can be suitable for the augmentation field. One is a calcium phosphate cement and the other one is calcium sulfate cement. Calcium phosphate, it has been used in the orthopedic field, but however, it's not suitable to our field because we have a different requirements. So the only one that was left, it was calcium sulfate that was first used 
more than 120 years ago by Driesmann who closed gaps of tuberculosis with this uh, material. The problem was that this material could not set in the presence of blood and saliva. Mm. So from the other, on the other end, it has such uh, big virtues, such uh, amazing virtues that it's last for more than 120 years. However, it was not popular because no one could overcome the drawbacks of the ability of the material to set under the presence of blood and saliva. So it took me about 15 years of development in order to find a formulation that can let this material to set instantly in the presence of blood and saliva without changing its chemical structure. And that's how I created the biphasic calcium sulfate, not the old calcium sulfate. It's the same chemical structure, but this biphasic calcium sulfate has the ability to set in the presence of blood and saliva. Actually, it reminds me of Edison, because he also tried, I think, over a thousand times until he got the, the light bulb, that's so how, that's 15 how years. That's how it goes. Less than 100 times, it's meant that you didn't find nothing. So what are some of the obstacles in the process of creating the material? There are many obstacles. There are many, many, many obstacles. And uh, the obstacle starts with the, with the research and development stage in which you actually don't know how you can realize your uh, dream, your vision. You need to try many times. You need to think about many, uh, many concepts in order to try to find something because there is no book that you can go and read and uh, take the prescription. Yeah. You need to find it by yourself. And think about that, that more than 100 here, all of the biggest company didn't couldn't find a solution for that. Mm. So it was a huge challenge, but this was not the only challenge. Another bigger challenge is to how to finance the project, you know? Financing is not easy because I tried it in that time to find some uh, investors and actually they threw us from any door. They threw us out. Nobody wants to invest. Nobody believe in the vision. And But I was uh, sure that this is the only way that it should be. And truly to say, when you realize something new, something which has changed things in the world, don't expect to be understood from day one. Yeah. Because... It, it does not exist yes. such as this. So the difficulty was financing the product and actually finding the product. Yeah. yeah. So in that time, I needed to sell two of my houses to sponsor it. I had some partners that when they understood that uh, it's going to be so difficult, they decided to leave in the early stage. So I continue by myself. And, uh, and you know, along the road, you never know if it's going to succeed or not, it's a huge risk. But, you know, when you believe in something uh, and you insist, and uh, thanks God, when you have the success, retro, retrospective to look at it, it was a good decision, but nobody knew it in that time. It's a very inspiring, I must say that. Thank you. Now, when did you understand you had something special in your hands? I understood it, I understood it at the moment that I uh, realized my goals. My goals was to enable the calcium sulfate, the old one, to set instantly in the presence of blood and saliva because I knew it's like having a cement when you need to have it, when you want to have a cement. And this cement cannot set and cannot get hard. Actually, it's not a cement. No. It's like trying to build uh, something under the water, but the cement will never set. So it, does, it has no value. But as soon as I found the formula, as I found it, the formulation, how 
to let the calcium sulfate to set instantly, also in the presence of blood and saliva, then I knew that I have something in my, in my hand. But still, I didn't knew at that time how difficult it is to create a company, mm. to do the marketing, to do the education. If I knew it at that time, probably I wouldn't start. But nowadays, when we have a success and, we, and all of that is behind us, yeah. and we are just at the beginning, so it was a very good decision. But marketing education, yeah. it's not an easy thing to do because <clears throat> you need to change the concept of the thinking of the doctors. And you know what, in my presentations, in my lectures, I'm always asking the clinicians, how many of you thinking that 50 years from now we are going to do the same augmentation procedures as we do now? So of course nobody say yes. And then I ask them why you cannot believe that the change is now. Yeah. Why you need to wait 50 years for right. your uh, grandchild to do it? Yeah. Because nowadays the changes are so fast. Yes. The technology is moving so fast. It's not like 100 years ago. What's happened now in one year, it's something that happened in thousand years before. You understand? But still, you have those who are innovators, who wants to embrace new technology, who wants to progress, and you have those who like to stay in the comfort zone. They are very afraid to move. And you know, they believe that nothing can be changed, which is ridiculous. Yeah. But, and that's something that I said, if something hasn't been done, it doesn't say that it cannot be done. Okay? Exactly. The only constant is change. Exactly. Wonderful. Once again, very inspiring. So, the company itself, Agma, what now? Uh, I think that with Agma, I am going to be occupied from the next 100 years of my life. At least. At least, at least. Because our mission and our vision is innovating. We are not copying. If I cannot bring to the market something that is going to be disruptive, something that is going to change completely the way that things have been done, I prefer not to start with this. The most easy things is to copy. Yeah. When you invent, it's not easy first just to invent and then to educate the market, which is extremely difficult. And you can see that many, many, many companies try to avoid it because they know where they are going unless you're obsessive with what you are doing. Yeah. And I'm obsessive with what I'm doing. I believe in what I'm doing. I know that it's benefit our patient. I know that it's benefit the, the clinicians. And I insisted, and I'm going to tell you, when I started, it was extremely difficult. Nobody even wants to listen. Like, who are you who are going to bring us something new? We are already in the, in the traditional methods. But now, thanks God, we have dozens of thousands of clinicians who already use it on a regular basis. And it changed everything. It changed the surgical procedure. It changed the application. It's for the benefit of the patients. They don't have the same swelling and pain that they have before because all of the surgical procedure is less invasive. For the doctor, the procedure, instead of taking one hour, it can take about five, 10 minutes and he finish everything with everything. So those are huge benefits. Yes, we still need to continue to educate, but as I told you first who join, who join us are the innovators, then the early adapters. Now already we start to see the, the early majority that comes uh, to join us. Of course, always there will be the leggers who will never embrace any technologies, but we are not targeting them. It's not important for us. We still have lots of doctors who want to join to the new revolution and we are happy from that. And we can see the change. We definitely can see the change. Mm. So how did you start 
the company? Because I'm, I'm sure many people have their own story. Mm-hmm. How did it start for you? How did I start the company? First, I started in my basement in uh, research and development just to find the material that, uh, that will uh, fulfill the requirement that I insisted that it uh, will have. Um, what happened is that after that, we did the regulation. We got the CE approval and the FDA clearance for the product. So we can sell it in Europe and we can sell it in the US, which is not easy, of course, and very expensive as well. And uh, later, I remember that I start uh, I started to do my uh, marketing procedure, and in that time there was uh, one company that came with us, and uh, in that time this company invested and bought twenty percent of my company. Okay, and uh, we built we built Ogma. They have for the first three years they have exclusivity. Later on, when the exclusivity finished, we started to build our infrastructure mm-hmm. of marketing. And thanks God, now we are completely in a different place. What are the best resources that have helped you? Inspiration. And not just inspiration, because inspiration is not enough. You can be inspired, but if you are not obsessive in your character, it's not enough. Tenacity. Yeah. If you are obsessive, if you are passionate about what you are doing, mm-hmm. if you believe in what you are doing and you insist, because otherwise there is no chance for you that you can resist because there are so many problems, so many obstacles in the way. So many times that you say to yourself, why do I need it? Yeah. I'm a clinician. I have a very uh, profitable clinic. I have almost everything what I need, so why do I need it on my head? And why do I need to risk everything what, that I got? But uh, this is the belief, the passion, the inspiration about what you're going to achieve. And of course, it's an obsession. Yeah. The obsession is something that it's not depend on you. It keeps your it's sight. In you. yeah, it's but, in you. But it keeps you exactly. on the goal. Yeah, yeah. So That's something of, that is in my character. Have you ever considered being a motivational speaker? Because all these qualities are... Definitely elements that are not only in any way limited to dentistry, but in fact in every aspect of life. I think all of the issues of uh, motivation, it's, it's a great things because always in our life we have some ups and downs. And when you're in downs and you can listen to somebody who is a good motivator and you believe in what he's saying, it can uh, lift you up. Definitely. I didn't thought about it. I'm too busy with Ogma, but yes. who knows? So you have who 100 knows? years for Ogma, and then in 101 and, and then, years, one, one, one. we have the new motivational speaker. <laughs> exactly. So what, what surprised you during those first couple of years? What surprised me? What surprised me is that I saw that it's not enough that you believe in something. <laughs> Nobody is with you. Uh, you know, for me, things that looks like obvious, not necessarily are obvious for the others. For me, I thought, wow, it's the great thing that can ever be. But many of the other are just reluctant from, from this, didn't, uh, didn't agree with me about nothing. I, th- I remember that many times all of my friends or uh, some part of my family say, you're crazy. There is no reason to do what you are doing. So that's what surprised me. But later on, when you got the experience, you know that this is a part of the journey. You cannot avoid it. When you bring something new, don't expect everybody to understand you. Okay. And if they understand you, it means that you didn't bring something new. So you definitely had a turning point. So where did you actually decide to go fully in and 
commit yourself? Did you see the change immediately? Take, was it a longer process? Um, what was the turning this, point this, when this, you knew this, that's it? This, this is, uh, when I knew it, that's it, I told you. I, I knew that's it when I found the formulation. But uh, when I was all to it, I think when you are all to it is when you already invest and invest and invest and still you don't see nothing and suddenly you got the FDA approval and you got the CE approval and then you know, yes, I have it. You know, when I got the FDA approval, it was a huge uh, happiness. Yeah. But I left without money and now we need to market. I didn't know what to do with it. So there is a big paradox, a big conflict between the achievements and the ability to take it forward. Uh, but uh, always you have ups and downs and many mornings I was waking up and say to my wife, why do I need it on my head? Why do I need it on my head? You know, I have a very good life. Why do I need to, to, to spend everything and uh, this? But 10 minutes later, you are going back to yourself and continue with your mission. Yeah. It's that passion that's it's burning the passion. inside it's something. You. It's the obsession, not just the passion. So, excitedly enough, uh, you recently won the Edison Award for Innovation. Ah, that is a great honor and, and privilege because now you understand that also you are very well appreciated by the, by the world community of innovation and yeah. this is definitely an achievement for me. Yes, yes. a huge honor. Well, as they say, Mazel Tov. Thank you very much. So, what does the future hold? For Ogma. Well, I do believe that the future holds for Ogma to be one of the bigger players in the augmentation field for the dental. And uh, later on, we want to penetrate to the orthopedic and the plastic surgery field. We definitely have a lot to say. Yeah. We have a lot of innovations on the pipelines. We have a lot of ideas. We have a great team that's working with us. So. I can see the future that is bright, even with the coronavirus. So I'm wondering, are there already any companies that are trying to mimic you, try to follow in this path? Is that something that's occurring to use I the same? I tell you something, we have a patent on everything that we are doing. Okay. So even if some company will try to imitate, first, they need to infringe the patents. Second, it will take them time. Meanwhile, we are on our way. Excellent. Now, what do you wish you had known 10 years ago? Let me answer in that way. So good that I didn't know. Mm, okay, yes. because if I knew what is the journey, probably I wouldn't start. Yeah. Sometimes it's better not to know. Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is, when, you, when you're ignorant, you have an easier life. No, definitely, definitely it's good that I didn't know. Of course, with time you are getting more experience, you learn, but it's a part of the process you're learning it's every day is a new excitement to to wake up to a new day to new challenges and the beauty is that all of my team is like that mm. all of my team love the challenges nobody of them is scared of the challenges so we are definitely having fun every day excellent now what would you say was your biggest failure and what did you learn from it oh i have many failures i have many many failures I don't think that I can uh, that I can put one of them on the table, uh, but I have many. I had many failures, some commercial failures, 
some failures that were uh, during the development that I tried to do many things and they didn't succeed. Some losing of money from uh, trying to do some operations. But specifically, I prefer not to concentrate about my failure. I prefer to concentrate about the future, where do I go? Because every failure is a stage to going forward. So I never evaluate the failure specifically. Yeah. I just learn what was my mistakes. I never blame myself. It's a part of the game, you know, and I'm going forward into the future. So that would be your advice to others? I think, I think it's a very good advice. It's a very good advice that I can give to all of those who are trying to do some uh, startups or uh, some uh, entrepreneurship is innovators innovators those innovators never never blame yourself for your failures because mm -hmm. you're going to have so many just learn from them and go forward and forget them very quickly yes. you know i say it's the rec recuperation time yeah. as mm -hmm. quick you do it as quick you are prepared for the next submission Okay, some more advice to our, to our listeners. Um, what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? So I guess the career being first, you need to innovator. love what you are doing. Yes. First, you need to love what you are doing, because you are going to expect there is a very difficult journey that, uh, that is on the road. So. Uh, don't give up don't give up even if you have difficult time you know also for us the entrepreneurs is uh, the question when to continue and when to give up mm -hmm. because yeah. if you continue continue you don't realize the map so actually you can fail and you can be broken however if you stop a little bit earlier so you cannot achieve your goals so the question is when to start and you know what's the difference between success and failure? One word. The result. Mm. If you succeed, everybody say, oh, he's a genius. How we see the future. If you fail, everybody say he's stupid. He didn't read the map and yeah. this. So in the end of the day, it's a lot of luck. It's a lot of luck. It's insistent. Yes. It's passion. Yes, it's a lot of luck because without luck, and I do believe in this. Yes. Without luck, there was so many um, intersections in the road that I felt that I'm going to lose everything. Mm. But there are so many times that when you think that everything is lost, and suddenly you see a light from somewhere, yeah. and you, you know, I remember when I, as I told you before, when I got the FDA approval, and I want, and I got the C approval, and now I need to sell, and of course nobody wants to buy at that time, so I needed to go to, to one um, exhibition that was in the US, and I didn't have money for that. So in that moment, you think, wow, everything is lost because the bank didn't want to give you nothing, and uh, nobody is want to invest in your company. So in that moment, you see, wow, I have everything and I have nothing. But, you know, when you have luck, you find the sources, you need to be creative, you find the sources, and that's what happened at that time. So, uh, a lot of luck with yeah, it. Definitely. I believe, I believe like that. When you start a business, when you start a startup, you need to be patient, you need to be obsessive, you need to be all of those things, but you need a lot of luck. Later on, when the company is established, like now, you need to have a good management. Mm -hmm. It's a different things. Yeah. So along the path, were there any special people 
that were there at just the right time to keep you going? Uh, I think... Anyone that you would like to mention? Yeah, the first special people is my wife and my family. She supported me all around, the, all along the way, all along the way, because don't forget when you jeopardize everything that you have in common, if you don't have a supportive wife, it's almost impossible. But I remember there was times that I say, why do I need it? And she say, no, you started, you're going to end with it. So I owe all of this to my yes. wife and of course to my amazing families. Mm. So. Well, they say behind every successful man. Exactly. So what would you say was the happiest moment of your life? Oh, There seems to be many. I have many, I have many, I have many. Would you like to share a few? I have many. It's uh, when my children was born, when my grandchild was born, when I uh, start to succeed with my company. You know, yeah. it's it's great to see that suddenly from zero you have a company that many clinicians around the world are using your product, are rebuying, are yes. reusing it. And not just that, they cannot go back to the old and traditional way. So that shows actually that you succeeded in yes. all in all way. And we still just in the beginning because the world is huge. Huge, it's huge, and uh, we have those challenges. We enjoy from the challenges, and we do believe when we see the results. So that's so. Do you ever do you ever take time to really appreciate where I you've always, arrived? I always appreciate it. You know, I am never too arrogant to say mm. I arrived because you never arrived. It's like a journey. Yeah. But I appreciate every moment. I appreciate whatever I have. I think that I'm a very lucky person. Thanks God, I have a wonderful family. I have a good business. I have a good uh, um, team that works with me. And uh, I believe that we have also a wonderful future. Yeah. So I appreciate, I'm very grateful for everything that I have. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. So who would you say has been the biggest influence in your life? Oh, I think I have many. I have many. I think this is something that I can give an advice. Never have someone we can be your guru. Mm. Because every guru has his own advantages and disadvantages. Yes. You need to have some. You need to have some. The only thing that you might have one is God. All of the others, you need to get advice from many people to learn because each one of them have a different experience and not something that is suitable for him is suitable for you. So you need to, to ask the questions Don't take six, uh, things uh, for uh, uh, granted. Don't take things like if somebody say that's how it should be. Always put the question. Always ask. Always investigate. So there are many. It starts from my father who was a simple man but with a, with a very, very, very impressive um, um, smartness of the street, I call it. He didn't learn at school or something like that, but he was very, very smart in, in the street. And later on, of course, today in the YouTube, you can be inspired for so many entrepreneurs, the best of the world, that you can listen to them when you're at home. It's amazing, it's unbelievable. So, but never take one there. You can see, and you can see that most of them have different approach and all of them succeed. So you can learn from each one. That is my philosophy in life. Learn from each one. Great. What would you say are the most important lessons that you've learned in your life till now? Obviously, you still have a, at least another hundred years to go. Well, I don't, I don't call it as a lesson. I don't call it as a lesson. I call it building a philosophy of life. The philosophy of life, first, be honest, 
be good with your people, be good with your family, respect everyone, never be pompous above others. You are not above no one. Yeah. And um, that's something that, that's my philosophy of yeah. life. Be good, be honest. That would be the most important foundation, not only for the business, for the society, for, yeah. for the society, for sure. Yeah. Now, what makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Though it seems to me you just wake up in the morning and are inspired because I'm very, I'm inspired every day when I yeah. have a new challenge. If I have an, okay, a good challenges. idea or something like that, challenges are inspire me. Yeah, Ch challenges are inspire me. And why would that be? What What does it do to you? To me, it's like a, a reincarnation. Your <laughs> no. It's like an invitation to bring out more of yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you when you are uh, when you are inspired by challenges actually there is no word that called difficulty mm. you know when you love something when you do, when you hate something when something is difficult you call it difficult mm. when you love something when something is difficult you call it a challenge yes. and that's completely different attitude yes because yeah. challenge is a positive element exactly that you you see the mountain and you want to climb it because exactly you know even that so that it's people. going to, to be hard and this, but yeah. still, that's, yeah. and you got the passion to do it and to overcome those challenges. Okay, so if you could turn back time and I were your 18-year-old self, what would you say to him? Be yourself. Mm. Be yourself, but try to create yourself in the right way. Because, you know, if somebody will ask me, if you would be in 18 years old, what you do differently? Oh, are you getting, um, are you miss those years? No, I never miss those years because I always see forward and never, never backward, never backward. But I think that the good advice could be first, try to have a philosophy in your life that will guide you in the right way, in the moral way. Try to find some inspirators, some good people, never one, never one of them that are different one from the other. Try to listen to many, many others' ideas and try to see what is suitable for you and try it. Not always it works. And never give up, never give up, even when sometimes it's hard. However, if you're doing something and you're doing it and you're doing it and you're doing it and you don't see that there is any light in the end of the tunnel, Sometimes you need to be brave enough to change. For example, if now I need to go to South and I find myself already two hours going to the North, okay, yeah. what I need to do? I need to stop yes. to turn back and to go to the side. Otherwise, I need to go all around the world mm -hmm. in order to go to the yes. side. So sometimes you need to be brave enough to say, okay, I need to stop and to go to the other yes, direction. to recalibrate. Yeah, to recalibrate. Uh, recalibrate the, how it's in ways. How ah. does it say it in ways? Oh, we are uh, Recalculate, recalculate the, the road. Yes. Definitely, definitely. That's something that many of us are afraid to do so because mm. they say, oh, we are already there. No, you need to stop and say, yeah. okay, what I lost, I lost, and then I need to go to the right direction. So, so, so definitely not be stubborn and hard. No, you need to be stubborn in one be. way in one way yeah. until you see that there is no there is no future in what we are doing so then you need to be smart enough yes. to say what i lost i lost and i'm going to the other direction
And that brings us back to what we had, what you had spoken about earlier is how to know when is the time to stop. To stop, exactly. And when is the time to continue. Change course. Yeah. It's a very thin balance. Yeah. Well, I must say that you have successfully inspired me. So I'm, I'm racking my brain. What can I create now? So thank you yeah. so much. Thank you very much for having me. It was a great pleasure. Thank you very much. My pleasure, and I'm sure our listeners. Thank you very much. Thank we'll you very see much, you next everyone. Time.